Okay, welcome to the Punch Touch Podcast. Real fans, real talk. We dissect, dive deep and discuss juicy bits of gossip and news from the world of boxing and MMA. I'm Coach T, I'm your host and welcome to a crazy ride of adventure. Real fans, for the fans. Let's go! Hey, it's the Punch Touch Podcast. It's the Punch Touch Podcast. Welcome, welcome everybody to another fantastic episode of Punch Touch Podcast. Yes, and I'm your host, Coach T. Episode 8. I've got one of the best with me as well. I've got the farmer with me as well. And what me and farmer are going to do, we're going to dig up, we're going to dig up something and we're going to unearth some treasures, some treasures, as they say, and some gems, some gems for you. Episode eight, people, welcome to the stab jab, because that's what I saw from the realms of boxing to the octagon. I saw jabs that were used like a like a fencer. It, it, they, they were stabbing and they were straight like a bow and arrow and it worked. It, it really did work and it made a difference in a lot of the bouts and contests that I saw. Now, guys, you press play. So let's go on this adventure. And before we take flight, let me welcome, welcome back my brother from another mother, Farmer. How are you doing, sir? I have landed, Coach T. I'd like <laughs> to say to my viewers, my friends and foes, yeah. I'm back. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I went on hiatus for a little while. I'm back on, I landed out the plane and I'm back on the radio station and have some fun and I will enjoy what we say tonight. Mm, yeah, and, and where did you go if you don't mind telling the people on your travels? Where did you go, sir? I went across to visit my parents in Jamaica and I had a great time and I was a 7 to 15 year old kid again. <laughs> I stayed in bed and I had my breakfast in bed. Uh, I was spoiled. It was wonderful. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, and, and it's well-deserved. I have to say, without the beating. But apart from that, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and if, if, if we've got anyone, anyone that's just pressed play, if, if you know about, like, the uh, old-school Caribbean way of discipline, you will know that you will have a choice of certain tools that could be used to discipline you in your, your uh, adolescent nature. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fine line. It's a fine line between beating and, and uh, uh, pure straight fear. <laughs> It's a very fine line. Okay, now speaking of fine lines, let's talk about boxing straight away. Let's jump into this. We had an event on uh, April the 9th, Saturday, and um, it was an interesting event. Uh, is I would call him maybe slightly the old guard. Would he, uh, is he transitioned into the old guard? Triple G. Gennady Golovkin uh, versus Marata. And that was um, at the Super Arena in Japan. And you know what Japan's like, man. They treated Marata like some like anime star. Like, ah, like he's, he's big over there. And he's a good fighter. He's tall, he's rangy, and he's aggressive. This happened on April the 9th. I think The Zone had that. And it was uh, a 12-round contest. Um, there were belts on the line, a WBA Super World Middleweight Championship and the IBF World Middleweight Championship. Um, you know, champions respectively, I believe, you know, respectively champions. We've got Golovkin with 41 and 1 and 1. Like, his only loss was against uh, Mr. Cinnamon um, Kaleno. You know, whether that was Kaleno after a, a, a Mexican barbecue or not with the food and stuff, <laughs> who knows? But, you know, he, he's got that strike against a, a very good boxer. And you've got Marata with 16 and 2. Golovkin's 40 years old. 40 years old, Farmer. He's 40 years old, working at a very high elite af athletic performance rate. I mean, damn. Uh, we've got Marata, who's 36. So he's got four years, four years the younger. Marata's six foot. Golovkin's five foot ten. Marata only had a, a, a two-inch reach advantage at 72. Uh, Golovkin was 70. Um, what can I say? Both of them have a very good KO ratio. Golovkin's got 36 vicious KOs. Marata's got 13 out of his 16 wins. So, you know, both of them can bang, bang. Golovkin won. He won, and he stopped Marata with a technical knockout in round nine. Um, 
very, very interesting fight. I felt that Golovkin started really slow, was getting bullied a little bit, but then he just he just went into his um like a it's like some form of old school terminator. He just walked him down and, and he threw some very vicious, vicious shots. Uh what did you think about that fight, Farmer? I've got a couple of um issues here, um, Coach T, and you probably disagree and the viewers might disagree. I'm disappointed in the 160 division right now. I'm not going to put a gloss on Golov Triple G. Well done for winning. Let's be realistic. Man's four years of age. There's no challengers within this division. Um, and if they do, these guys aren't fighting regular. It's a, it's a very... It burns my heart because a great division when we, 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 you know, back in the day, the Hagglers, the, Her the Hearns... Mm. Uh, you know, you know, you know um, sugar, some great fighters. And we're just not having any value at the moment. Triple G's, what, two and a half years out of the game? Even um, Morato has been out of the game for a while. True. I, don't, I don't know what's been going on. What's happened to the Carlo bros? What's happened to Dries Andre? And, and even our own British fighters. Um, no one's really doing anything. I don't know if it's down to the sanctioning bodies. Sorry, people, I'm seen to be ruminating and, and having a gripe here. But before I got into excitement of Triple G, I was excited because I want I like him and I and when he comes he comes with the ferocity and he he's brilliant. His act his jabbing is one of the greats I've ever seen. But we have to be realistic. It's probably one of the worst poor divisions in boxing at the moment, and 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 unfortunately is one of the most prestigious divisions, and it's been awful. You got a thirty-seven year old, forty year old fighting for two belts. What's going on? Mm. is something I, I sat here and thinking about it I don't know how to deliver I've delivered it starting off like a negative thing but the 160 division right now across the globe is really poorly represented you know because now Triple G's won is he gonna is he waiting for Canelo again for Trilogy where's the challenges I think so. I, I think so. But um, I don't know if Kaleno's going to go for that. I think he's Kaleno's on a different path. But that, you, you've made a very good point there. Like, what, what's happening to everyone else? Where's all the monsters at? Yeah, where are they? You know, uh, you know, we've got um, Carlo, Demetrius, Andre. Why aren't they four? Two youngish guys, you know? So, so, so the other one, Jermaine, Munge. Uh, um, it, it, I just... We've even got our own in our own um, Eubanks. We've got um, who's uh, a traveling chap? Um, Saunders, is it? There's no one doing anything. Mm. No one's pushing, pressing buttons to get to world titles. Yeah, you got, you got, um, you got Lara there. Is a WBA uh, Lara, and and he's he's from the old guard, isn't he? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I forgot Lara's still around. There you, you know? go. It's, it's, it's an awful conclusion that. You know, why isn't um, Eubanks Jr. pushing for these fights? He's a youngish guy. He should be taking on the uh, Dimitri Andres. He should be taking on Maratas, things like that. He should be taking these guys on, even Triple G now. Because the time he fights Triple G, he'll be 41. And Triple G, is he too old or is he too good for the, uh, for, poor, for a poor guard of fighters? Or or, or is it down to the um, the governing bodies not pushing it? And this is where the UFC has got a little bit on boxing at the moment because it should be it should be having the best fight and the best. And we've got a bit of a void there at the moment. I'm waiting for uh, a never-type Mike Tyson or a Hagler coming through, but they're not seem to come And if they do come through, they don't fight regularly enough. Mm. So sorry, viewers, that I sound really panned on this. And we should be talking about Triple G's performance. But I'm not also naive to think, come on, man's been out of the game two years, yeah, he got back. It was a bit of a warm up. They're after the big fights, but who is there to challenge Triple G or give him a run? A forty to forty-one year old bloke to run, and if he does win, it's great because of his age. If he loses, he should lose because he's in his forties. Mm, mm, that's a good point. You make a good point there, to be honest. And and you could see it like as the fight started, he he his footwork wasn't quite as sharp as it used to be. He was a bit flat-footed, a bit laboured, and it took him time to go through the gears. And and when he did go through the gears, there wasn't as much gears as they used to be, to be honest. And he also be a a, 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 a fading fighter himself. All right, game because he was at home, right? He, you know, he's, he's at home in Japan. And, you know, Japanese like they're all game, aren't they? But it's all right having game. We want young, fresh blood fighting for those titles. 
Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Very good point, you know, when you pull it like that. And it's true. The division seems a little bit in a, in a, it's almost like, um, it's like stasis. It's like it's, uh, it's not bubbling at the moment. It's a little bit flat, flat, you oh, know, flat. like you, you've left the, the top of some fizzy drink. It's just flat. Yeah, the, the middleweights, in, you know, especially in our days, Coach T, it was the most exciting division ever. Because it is roughly their average weight, isn't it? You know, the the super metal or the middleweight super metal, you know, in 160, it was it was buzzing, man. It was absolutely buzzing. Mm. It, it's, 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 I find it, I sound really, sorry, people, I really sound dumb, but I am. I'm frustrated, frustrated to see nothing's happening. We've got players we don't want to play. <laughs> and that's and that's not good when it comes to the world of boxing. That that's that's really not good, especially for the fight fans such as ourselves. We want to see the best taken on the best. Always want to see the best taken on the best and the up and comers and that. But yeah, the division has been kind of quiet as well lately. You know, it's a bit quiet. Uh, even um, loosely, uh, Spence. Uh, Spence is probably going to jump up two divisions and challenge because there's no no one there. There's really no one there. And he has a chance of winning the middleweight. He has a chance to be the middleweight champion. Mm. Really does. You know, he's going to go what light middleweight. For the next three years. You know? So there's, mm. no, there's no one out there. There's no one out there. And it's, I just find it a little bit disappointing. You know, I don't want to uh, um, gabble on about it too much. But for my overall thought, yes, go back to Triple G. He had a, his performance was good, as you said. It's a bit rusty, but I must admit, it, it, his jab is so accurate. Mm, mm. It, it was a stab jab, wasn't it? Uh, he, it he was really, using it well. Really painful. It, you can see and feel every connection. Um, and when he delivers, it is <clears throat> like oh, he's it, one of the best jabs I've ever seen. So yeah, give him I give him a seven point eight out of ten for his return. Um, is he ready for Canelo? I don't think so. Mm, mm, different story, different story. I I agree. And and as we move from the old guard and and we go to um the new the new protagonists, the new combatants, and we had um Ryan King Garcia's return, and um, he fought a, a a gentleman from where was he from? Was he from Cameroon or Congo? I think he's from Cameroon. You know. I think he was borrowed from under the sea. I'm sorry, people. I'm wrong <laughs> Because yeah, the promotion of, 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 of Garcia, yeah, he's a pretty boy, he's a talented guy, but he's just he's an apprenticeship fight. He can't build up as a this opponent was brilliant. And no, he was not. He's just learning his trade. I wish they were a bit more honest. Uh, they they're trying to build something which is not being it's not quite out, got any credibility at the moment. Um we can't even pronounce this chap's name, I apologize. It's I Togo. I think it's Togo. But nobody knows him. Nobody knows him. If he's coming out, you have to fight people in the top ten, you know, of, of his stage of career. He's such a good fighter. He got to be taken taken on the top ten. And you know? and and it went it went to um decision. He couldn't get him out there. And when I watched the fight, Togo didn't Emmanuel Togo. I'm just just calling him Emmanuel. Emmanuel. He, no offense to him because it's not me that's taking the, the punches in in my forehead and my rib cage. He just didn't look like he turned up to win the fight. He just looked like he turned up to survive and get a payday. And because he didn't get knocked out, he can fight again in a more quicker time to get another payday. Um, he last fought in, I think it was 2020. Two years? Two years, come on. And this Ryan Garcia is a young, young pup, meant to be a special, another um, um, golden, what's going on? Um, oh. Golden oh. Boy. Yeah, Golden Boy, what's the name? Um, come on, so Pews. Apologize, people. My my brain today isn't the best. Um, uh, you talk about yeah, crazy Delahoya. It's meant to be a new Delahoya. I don't see any signs. Yeah, he's got some. T he's got a lot of flaws. And if they be open and honest, this is his teaching apprenticeship. He's not ready for the big boys, and there are two years when he gets rounded. If if he is going to get any better, I don't see any improvement in him, Coach T. I don't know about you. Mm, um, I'm I'm surprised that he he had this level of fight on his um on his return. I, I mean, he he fought against um Campbell, wasn't it Campbell, the Southpaw from England from UK, Campbell? Yeah. 
you remember that? And that was yeah, a good he, fight. He, and he, yeah, he got he, dropped. Yeah, yeah, he beat Campbell. But yeah, it beat him well. And, and that's a high level. That's a good level. Campbell, he's been in the ring with Linares, Campbell. Definitely. Has. Yeah, he's a very good fighter. But then for him then to drop levels and fight this unknown guy, I, I, I think that was a bit cheap. I mean, um, the, guy's, the guy's 33. Uh, Garcia's 23. I suppose the only thing, Coach, you're going to have to have to give Garcia is 15, 15 months, almost a year and a half out, uh, out of the game. So I have to give him that. But par for, I have to have better judgment in the next fight. At the moment, I have to be honest and we have to be fair. He's a young pup. He's 22, 23. Um, it's a good apprenticeship. But it's just the my gripe I have is how they're manufacturing this guy as a great next great thing. If they just slowly build him and don't put too much pressure on him. He could be a, a wonderful fighter to watch because he have he definitely has the accolades. He's got a lovely yeah. movement and he's got a stinging jab. I don't think he's a killer punch right at the moment. He's not quite got that power, but his movement's good. And as you know, given the benefit of the doubt, he's been out 15 months and he can improve. But the overall hype train, I'm not buying it. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced either yet. Um, that was a 12-round uh, lightweight contest that took place on April the 9th, and that was in San Antonio, United States, at the Adidome, Alamo Dome. Um, yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't convinced that the, the guy was there to be beaten. I get that. It, it, to me, it looked, like, um, it looked like a one-sided sparring. It really did, because the guy didn't bring any form of challenge to... Uh, Garcia. There was no challenge there. There was, it, it was nothing. It was very, very one-sided. And and as a as a fan of boxing, that that just I felt if I'd have bought a ticket for that, I would have felt like I'd been shortchanged. Mm. Honestly, there there was no competition there, none whatsoever. And I, I wasn't I wasn't impressed with how Garcia dealt with it. It just looked like he was doing an angry sparring. It looked like an angry sparring. That's all it did. Yeah. Yeah, it's just um, as I said, I'm gonna repeat again. He's he's learning his trade. Um, I'm gonna hold my reservation for the next two free fights. Then then I'll be very scathing if he doesn't improve. Mm, we'll see where he goes with his <laughs> with his his talented. Well, not talented. I'd say his um his extroverted uh, management with uh De La Hoya. <laughs> we'll see where that we'll see where that goes. Um, go ahead. He's got good training in Goosen, so... Yes, true. It's not like he hasn't got good people around him. Because um, I, I don't know where Goosen said that was an A, a performance. I don't know where... I didn't see it was an A performance. No, nor did I. Nor did I. You know, I'm not going to argue with one of the great synonyms of Goosen, but... Um, yeah. yeah, as I said, i got my reservations. Mm. Mm. So on April the 2nd, 2022, Saturday... Um, at uh, the Motors Arena at Tyne and Ware United Kingdom, we had a, a, a fan favorite, and, and she was basically fighting in her backyard, wasn't she? Marshall Savannah, she was Savannah Marshall versus Hermans. Um, Savannah's 11 and 0, Hermans is 12 and 3. It was a KO in round uh, three. Boom, 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 just like that. Savannah's a, a very lengthy, athletic, six-foot-tall. Um, Savannah's got 11 wins with nine by KO, so she's heavy-handed. Herman's is like 12 wins, five by KO, so she's not that heavy-handed. Uh, it was a very, it, for me, it was very interesting to see how Savannah, Savannah dealt with um, Femeki Herman's because her style changed, and it was like her a debut uh, with regards to her team being in partnership with Peter Fury. And she was switching stances. She was very fluid, very loose, um, very elusive. Uh, I could see the uh, imprint of Peter Fury's influence on her. What did you think about that fight? I'm, I'm a big fan of this lady. As I said to you, Coach T. Pro, previous on, this, on the show, I class her as a Viking. Um, Northern Lass, she's powerful. Very, very strong. Not as elusive as maybe others, but she's one of those ones can take the blows. But as you're right, her movement, and she sat on her punch because that left hook, if I remember rightly, is it left hook knockout? Yeah, it was. It swung her head round like the exorcist, if you ever see yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, we understand this for Hermes is a really quality fighter. She was she not twice won that belt. So she was no joke, as your, your famous quote, you know, she, she was a, a credible 
opponent. And mm. she took her out there quite strong. Remember, that's a, is that the same woman went 12 rounds with Clarissa? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, you must admit that was four or four and a half years ago. We need to put the things in perspective. Um, Clarissa was learning her game. But still, she was a game um, competitor. And Savannah just looked bigger, stronger. She's quite a worrying. I wouldn't like to go in the ring with her. I wouldn't like to fucking have a fight with her full stop, to be honest. She's a strong, strong girl. And whoever takes her out has to be nimble and quick because if she, she will, she, her, her body strength will hold. I'm like a Tyson X type fighter. If she holds you and moves you around, round six, seven, you'll be tired because she has that strength to continue it. Mm, 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 definitely, definitely. And and uh, I really did like the way she was, um, her footwork, she was she was moving very um, nimbly, nimble-footed. The way she was moving, I, I'd never really seen that type of movement from her before. And she was switching stance effort, effortlessly. Um, as she switched stance, she was moving with the jab. She did, she did a beautiful shot. As she set up that knockout, she switched stance. And then as she switched stance into, I believe it was a southpaw, she just literally, like, like if anyone's seen fencing, when they move with their body in a sideward position, it's like they're on a, on a skateboard moving at full throttle with the body in the side, arm straight out, stab jab right in your face. It, it was really nice to see. Oh, it's got to be one of the best knockouts for a female of the year. I, I, I find it very difficult even beating that from, from, from an elite level. You know, not no disrespect, not undercard, from an elite level, that was a knockout and a half. And, and that compared with a lot of some of the men, men fighters. It was beautiful you know, in perspective. I mean, it was a title, world title fight, you know, and she disposed of her opponent quite, quite um, destructive. Um, but put that aside, Coach T, it's mouth-watering or prospects ahead. She's going to mm. take the quote, as they say, the greatest woman of them all. So what do you think of her verse, Clarissa? Um, I think it's going to be very cagey, first of all, as, as they both know what's on the line. Um, there's going to be a lot of emotion as well, especially from both of them. They generally don't like each other, but I, I feel that they're going to be very cagey, first of all. And then once either one's decided to, all right, I've had a look at you, let's go to war now. And I think they will go to war. Um, whether that will, I don't think going to war will favour Clarissa in an all-and-out slugfest. I don't think Clarissa has as much punching power as Savannah. Uh, what Clarissa does have, though, she has a beautiful combination, speed punches, and she moves in and out very well. She's got a really good way of going in, bap, 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 and then she's gone. Raiding tactics, you know, like ram raiding, like back in the day, you reverse the car into the shop, take your shit and go. Um, she's really good at that. If, she, if her feet get stuck, well, if it turns out to be a war, they both get emotional. I think Savannah has the um, uh, the advantage of power punching. Yeah, that, that was I feel like quite apt when you said about that the, the, the Ram Raid because the Ram Raid was birth came out of Newcastle, the Northeast, believe it or not. But anyway, <laughs> I, didn't um, know, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a font of knowledge. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was uh, so that would be, yeah, but um, I feel. <sighs> I mean, I can see what Clarissa is saying. It can't be fought in the Northeast if it is home advantage too much. If it was fought in London, I'm going to class that as neutral ground. Even though it was a home fight, uh, we'd like to see how um, Savannah will take under that pressure because Clarissa fights all over the world. So she, I think she's... It's going to be a real close fight. But I've, deep in my heart, I, my heart's, my head says... Um, Clarissa in my heart says I love Savannah to win it. And I'm just, I just want it to be a great war, a great tactical fight. Um, deep down, if if Savannah can take Clarissa to seven, eighth round, she got a greater chance. I feel that her overall strength will could wear Shields down. I really do. But it's it's going to be a really, really close fight. It's going to go to um to the judges' decision. I think, Coach T. Who who do you think's the better boxer out of them two? Oh, the better boxer. Um, I believe it's um um Chris Shields definitely. Mm, yeah, I'd agree as well. I think she's the better, better pure boxer. You got more, more technical skills, but um, Savannah's got that old Eastern Europe, that Carl Froch style. You know, Carl Froch just can wear you down and just keep going, mm. take, take a blow and give you two back. 
and it's got and it's got great resistance, you know. But saying that Eastern European, Karl Frutsch's grandfather is Polish, so he has that in him. So um, yeah, is um, it's mm, I didn't know that. Oh come on! I told you, Coach. You're in front of knowledge. Yes, you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, I really, Coach. It's fifty-five, forty-five. I can't really make a decision on it, but I just can't wait to see it. Mm, it'll be a very interesting fight, and I, and I think it's going to be. A, I hope it's going to be a good clash of styles as well. You know, Savannah sits down in her punches, and especially as she starts to try and confuse Clarissa with her footwork and switching stance. And then you've got Clarissa with her combination punches and Clarissa's, she's quite fast. I think the speed would be with um, Shields, to be honest. Yeah, it definitely. But over the, the 10 rounds or 12 rounds women do, I can't remember now. Um, but uh, I think it's 10, 10, two minutes. Yeah, so in the latter rounds, I feel that... Um, Miss Marshall, her strength can carry her through. I think she'll put it on her towards the end because I can't see Shields unless she box just box on the outside and use her boxing skills and move. Can she do that for 10 rounds? Long time. Long time. And very tiring because Marshall will keep coming at you. She'll keep coming at you and she's a big, big girl. Yeah, she is. So let's let's move on now. Um, recap well, with another fight. I would like to talk about it. Happened. It happened on March the twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. It was in the first direct arena, Leeds. Somebody else was fighting in their back garden, literally. And we had a uh, Martinez, Kiki Martinez, having a great revival in his career versus Josh Warrington, part two. And Warrington beat Martinez the last time they met. This time. Warrington beat him again. We got Martinez with 43 wins, 10 losses. Good little war, but but Warrington clearly had had Kiko's ticket and and he and he put it in and got his money back. <laughs> he he did do him and he done him pretty well and he ended up stopping Kiko. And Kiko don't usually get stopped. You know he, Martinez is he, yeah. He is getting on now. I mean, mm. I'm not going to Okay, it's a good win, but I wouldn't say it's a great win. You know, uh, yeah, you are right. Kiko did have a little sort of purple patch. Where you, you, you know, he beat Kid. I mean, Kid wasn't. He said they said he wasn't um, that well. He had a bit of problems in his training, but and that was a great win. And he, and yeah, he um, he's had a nice purple patch in, in his late age. But I, I expected a younger lion to definitely be an old old champion. I mean, Kiko's nearly forty. He's been yeah. been in some wars, and he's a very he's a game fighter. But I class him as a B fighter. He's not one of the A fighters. So Josh Warrington needs to step his game up to take on the big boys. Like Mauricio Lara, <clears throat> will he have a rematch with him? You know? Maybe, maybe. I think it was quite strategic in, on how they got Kiko. Because he's if he's beating Kiko before and Kiko's getting on a bit and Warrington, you know, he's trying to get back in, in you know, trying to get a title, trying to be a champion again. It's quite strategic. It's quite smart when you think about it. Yeah, he, he, he's going to have to go, I mean... Who's going to fight next? Yeah, what Warren's is very um, head down and guts. I'm not saying he's not technical because he is, but he seems to fight very well at home. Um, I don't know if his next fight will be at home or away. Um, I still got my judgment on on, on uh, Warrington. I, I think now he's coming just right at the end of his career, and I think he should get some good paydays. I can't see him progressing really enough in that in that weight division. Mm. Mm, we'll see. We'll see where it goes, and that's a good point. And it's also um, it gives a, it gives an opportunity for some young guns to come up, you know, yeah. some young guns. So there's talking about up and coming bouts, Fury versus White. What about that? What about that? Fury versus White. There's been a lot of um, a lot of contractual ism, schism, bullshit going on um throughout this whole. Uh, the debacle of he should turn up here, he shouldn't turn up, he doesn't need to do that. I've heard that. I've heard things that um, Fury was given, like, was it 5,000? Or, or I think about 5,000 tickets or something like that. That's what Fury was given. And, and um, Dylan White was given two two tickets. I, I, I haven't really followed that, to be honest, um, Coach. Uh, I don't know how true that is, but these are the type of things that are coming out right now. It's, it's that type of... I find that hard to digest that, though, on a strong world title, don't you? Well, <clears throat> well, take that with a pinch of salt. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but um, his brother mentioned it, um, Dylan White's brother. 
uh, D, I think it's DY, he, he was saying, boy, they, they, you know, they only got a couple of tickets. <laughs> he couldn't even get a ticket for his bub. Uh, well, you know, what can I say? Because, you know, you're supposed to turn up and money this and money that. But either way, forget all of the politics, all the poly tricks. When they fight on April the 23rd, Saturday, Wembley Stadium, United Kingdom, when they have this 12-round heavyweight contest for the WBC and the Ring Heavyweight Championship, and I think there's also a trinket belt as well, isn't there? Some British trinket belt. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I don't know all of that. I apologise, viewers, that I'm not being you know, mm. But well, what I will say is... It's not important, Farmer, yeah. to be honest. It's a trinket belt. I mean, I'm what do you think about forward, that? I'm looking forward. With my one eye on, my one eye <laughs> People um, haven't gathered. I'm, I'm from Caribbean descent and Jamaican. I'll always back my Caribbean brothers. It's not a color thing here; is it? Is, is a national thing. Um, I, I, I honestly, honestly see Dylan White pulling up an upset, and I don't really think it's an upset. I don't think Tyson Fury's had his own way in all the negotiations and all the bit backbiting banter. Dylan White, to an extent, I've ignored him. And he said, I'm doing exactly the same while Tyson Fury carried against the Klitschko's and everybody else, and he doesn't like it. And I don't care. He sang a Millwall song, basically. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes it, and I don't care. And he doesn't. <laughs> so Tyson Fury, I think that's unsettled him a little bit. Um, um, Dylan White's going to give him problems. Yeah. Dylan White's going to get... And Dylan White, let me tell you people... He is going to chop the tree down. What I mean by that, Tyson Fury never gets his inner body tested. His abs and body will be tested. And remember, I'm telling you in this fight, Dylan White's going to wear his midriff down because no one ever does that. Because people say the range, that range is foot movement. Okay, that's granted. But Dylan White will wear him down and he's going to wear Tyson Fury down. He's going to aim for his body. And we're going to see a blueprint. Mm. I, you know what? I agree with you. I, I think, I think he has the style that, that is, will be very effective against um, Fury. And his style is, is his nickname, isn't it? He's the body snatcher. Mm. And that's what he's going to do. Uh, and if, as long as he maintains that game plan, right. And, and cause Tyson will lean that 20 odd stone on him, you know, and, and, but he has to use his ragamuffin style. To get him off him, but keep pounding away at that body. Keep pounding away seven, eight rounds of that body. Fury was slow in the last three. And I don't, I, I would not be surprised if um, White stops him. Mm. You might mm. feel you're chatting rubbish, mate. Don't get me wrong, a fully motivated Tyson Fury could be anyone. I don't know if he is fully motivated. If he's up for this, yeah. I don't know. I don't think, I'm not sure. A lot of things, the deals haven't gone right, and da da da, and step aside money, and people not turning up to um, interviews. Basically, Dylan White's not playing any game they've offered. He don't like his promoter. He don't. He's not corresponding. Not responding back to emails and phone calls and blah blah. He don't care. He wants to go in there and take the title. He's mm. gonna break the myth. He says he's gonna beat the myth. I, I think Dylan can do him, and I think Dylan will do him, and I think it will be those body shots. I agree. I, I think it will be the body shots, the undoing of this very, very large technical boxer of Fury. Yeah, it's going to be body shot. His body, use his body shape. He's a big, strong, strapping, nearly nineteen stone guy. So he's got a big um, midriff itself, big shoulders, and bury it under Tyson Fury. And each time when Tyson holds you, keep plumbing away. Use his body as a punch bag. Keep going at it. He cannot sustain that, with, especially of his power. He's, he keep ramming his body. Keep ramming it. Unless Tyson goes in there and fights from a distance, Dylan will have a hard time because Tyson's got the long levers to do that. Mm, I see Tyson doing that, though. I see Tyson using his technicality to keep keep um, White away and pick off White. And if he sees an opportunity, go for him because these are very big men. Like, what is he? Six foot nine? Tyson Fury, and we've got six foot four from Dylan. These are big men, big, big men. Big, you know, you're talking 37 to nearly 38 stones in there. That's that's incredible. That's a lot of meat hitting each other. 
Do you know what I mean? These are yeah. professional boxers. These aren't the blokes at the East End of London having the right tear up. These are proper, you know, strong boys going in and really banging it out. But I just can't see Tyson Fury. I've always said to anyone who listens to me, that to beat tight, you have to take his middle away. Mm. I agree. I agree. Head's elusive, but that body... Mm-mm. Oh, he's too big. And that's the whole art of science of boxing. You know, you can get a middleweight, one tall person, one squat person. The squat person, you take the body away. The tall person, use the jab. And you have a foot movement, you know? And that's the beautiful art of boxing. And people ask me, I said, it's about, you could be the same weight, but your body shape's different. So you use the science. A thick, <coughs> a thick style shaped man can absorb punches better. A slimmer man can't. So what you use your physical attributes, and that is your long limbs and your footwork. As, as, as Muhammad Ali would always say, the boss of today don't use our footwork. Because mm. that's all Tyson does, Fury. He's got great footwork. Is it great? It's average, I think. But it's great for the modern days because they're not using the technicalities. As like the great Larry Holmes says, what's wrong with the jab? Why aren't these young boxers using the jabs? Yeah, yeah. The jabs. And I, don't, I think boxers regress, personally, Coach T. We're not seeing... The fundamental skills. The last person I seen, and it was Mike Tyson. He was a five foot nothing guy, taking out giants because he moved his movement. Is his movement? Well, I, I have to disagree with you there. I think I think there's some heavyweights coming up using very good fundamental fundamentals like Daniel Dubois. I think he has a beautiful jab. Daniel, yeah, but and he uses it well. His jab. I'm on about the footwork as well. Okay, is the footwork? Tyson had the footwork, didn't he? You know, the squat mm. guy can go underneath you, his movement. It was he came in on uh, came in on a fake angle and darted around. Dubois mm. Joyce hasn't got that. Dylan White definitely hasn't got that. Um AJ's a good athlete. He hasn't got that. There's no the only technical good fighter who's got good footwork and movement is Usyk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, Usyk's a, a different breed. He's a different yeah, breed, though. He's a he's a he's a blown up cruiserweight. He shouldn't be in that weight division. Mm. But he's, he's good, good enough. He's good enough to compete, though. That's yeah, he's good enough to compete. He is good enough to compete. I like to see him against Dylan White, and I love to see him against um 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 Tyson Fury. Then I can make my stronger. Mm. Maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we will. And let's talk about one more up and coming bout. April the thirtieth, twenty twenty two. MSG, Madison Square Garden, New York. We've got Taylor, Katie Taylor versus Serrano. This is a big, big fight. Taylor's 19 and 0, and she's she's done a lot in those in less than 20 fights. She's done a hell of a lot. She's got a lot of accolades. She's she's cut from a very, very, very pure pedigree of boxing. She lives the life, completely lives the life. And we've got Serrano with 42 wins, one loss, one draw. I mean, damn, this is a very, very interesting fight. I'm really looking forward to this. And Serrano, the power seems to be with Serrano. She's got 30 KOs out of those 42 wins. Katie's got six KOs out of the 19 wins. Mm, I mean, I know Katie is super technical, uh, a phenom of an athlete of the sweet science, but Serrano is no joke in that southpaw stance, man. Don't disagree a little bit here, Coach T. What do you think? Uh, yeah, Serrano, remember, she's come back from... She's she's the female version of Manny Pacquiao. She's come up from lots of weights. Yes, the knockouts are great, mm-hmm. but can she bring the power up? <clears throat> to, remember, Katie's fought at her weight. So, um, Serrano's come up four, was it three or four weights divisions to come to her. Yep. Yeah, technically, no doubt about it, she has a skill. But Taylor is a is a, is a vet of her weight. So that, that will she shift her to power? I'm not sure. Speed wise, technical, absolutely magic. But is that do we get a good big one, be a good small one? And I class this down, people. Um, boxing casuals, I'm seriously, guys, please tune into this. This is, I'm not exaggerating, Hagler versus Hearns. This is how good it is in a whip. This is probably the biggest female boxing title. Um, in, in history at the present moment, this is these two are better better fighters than Marshall and and, and Shields. Shields can tell you anything you want. These two together, uh, accolades mate, are fantastic. I class this as West Side Story: the Puerto Ricans versus the Irish. Do you know what I mean? And I I'm, I cannot wait to see this fight. And I don't know because at the beginning, Serrano, but more I've studied this. Katie Taylor should have a little bit too much for her. 
but I, I, I'm still not sure. And it's, it's going to be a great fight. Technical, brilliant female boxing. One of the world's greatest accolades from amateur to professional, which is Katie Taylor, no doubt. Her accolade, she's won 18 world titles in um, Olympics, world, European. It's phenomenal. And she's got the G. And she's got 18 gold medals and one bronze. In many people's eyes, that's, that's to her, it's a semi-failure. She had one bronze and 18 gold. And she's also X amount of, I mean, 16 fights undefeated. She's dominated her, her division in boxing. And she's coming up against a beautiful balance. Ba I call her ballerina in boxing. She's a beautiful, <laughs> no, she is beautiful to watch. You know I mean, you put a bloke's head on her, you think you you're watching some of the great fighters of the past. Yeah, she it, picks her punches beautifully. Beautiful, do you know what I mean? Her movement is wonderful to watch. You know, and she didn't even she's another um, Sugar Ray Leonard. Well, she's seven weight divisions, seven weight seven divisions. Division. This woman's not joke. This is she's a special fighter. So when um, Clarissa says she's she's a quote, no, you're not. These two are. These two are people. Please, you're gonna see greatness. I just, I'm hoping it goes all the way. I don't want no knockouts, me. I just want to see boxing purity, defense, movement, the left hook for Katie Taylor's great for. Serrano's one-two combinations and movement like a ballerina, in and out. How's Katie going to deal with that? Okay, I'm losing a few rounds, but I'm, I'm too big and powerful. I'm going to grind her down to the latter rounds. It's mm. going to be magic, mate. I remember, remember in West Side Stories when the Puerto Ricans and the Irish are battling out with their knife fights and they're, <laughs> and they're going around, one do, one doing street dance, the other one's doing um the Irish jig. <laughs> you know I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be one of those guys. It is, it is. It's going to be a spectacular fight. And I agree. I really do agree. Now, they're both, it's very, very special to have these people in, in within our lifetime and to witness them like fight the best versus the best. And that's what we want to see. And speaking of the best versus the best, let's talk about some UFC yeah. 273. Oh. Damn, man. UFC 273. Uh I know you salivating. You salivating over over what you witnessed in UFC two seven three, and and it was a great performance, wasn't it? It's, we're talking about Sterling, and that Sterling, the champion, Peter Yan. He was he was like what the interim champion. There was a lot of controversy um, over it as well. You know, there's a lot of controversy because. And um, Peter Yang got disqualified, no contest when he needs Sterling in, in his head back while Sterling was on the floor, which is an illegal thing. And it wasn't that he's on the floor. He had three points of contact on the floor, I believe. So, you know, you can't really do that. You, you, you can't do that. You, you can't do that, really. And and Peter Yang felt a bit bitter that that he felt that um, Sterling was was basically just like taking the ability, taking the opportunity to kind of fake it, fake how bad the injury was and... And because he couldn't continue, it, that's how it went down. And so there was a bit of bad blood in this. And this that that was a co-main event, the co-main event. And it happened. Uh, where did this happen? This happened obviously. Uh, it happened that's in the states. I think it was Jacksonville Arena. Uh, Aljamain Sterling, twenty-one wins, three losses. Peter Yan with sixteen wins, three losses. Ah, uh, mate. It, I what I saw was technical brilliance that overcome and nullified another opponent's attributes. Sterling won, and he won very, 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 very well. Um, what do you think about that fight? Um, I've got my one eye on people. I apologise. The reason why Coach T mentioned we're salivation, because we are Jamaican heritage, or we're Jamaican boys, and our Jamaican boy won. American Jamaican boy won. He had the flag, and that's why I'm over the moon. I'm sorry, but I'm not. Secondly, <laughs> it was controversial. I mean, Dana White had his dig. He thought um, the judges were wrong and poor. But I think Dana needs to open his eyes. There was 10-8s, two 10-8 rounds, mate, Dana. He had a, um, what, what was, what's the fun, um, Funk Masters, um, Sterling's nickname, when he puts you on your back? Um, he's like a backpack. He's a backpack. He backpacked um, Jan, and he battered him. Right, he, as you said, he took away his skill set, and he he was like a he was like a magnet on his back, and he controlled him, he controlled him. Um, close fight, no doubt about it. But I believe the two rounds, um, Andrew made one was still ten eights. So when you do the scoring, it was a split decision. I think it was fair. 
I don't get me wrong, Jan won, I think, was one for the first round and definitely the last round. But in between that, the two rounds got outdone. And the third one was quite close. So I thought it was a fair score, but I have to put my hat off to Petra Jan. He's, he's definitely one of my favourites. He's quite a scary guy. And um, we just saw the blueprint from Sterling how to beat someone of that of striking ability. So I think Jan's striking ability in all divisions has to be in the top two or three. His yeah. striking ability is frightening. So he, and, and the game plan um, Sterling's mob had was exceptional. He kept his composure. He, he you know, he, he held his ground. He, he, his timing was good. He got him and once he clamped his legs around him, he just did what he want. It was brilliant, over the moon, and Jamaica's got a world champion in the UFC. We have Leon Ed, who's going to be second. We're going to have Dylan White, who's going to take the title. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a wonderful Wait. time for the, the small island of Jamaica. We will have three or four world titles mm -hmm. coming up very soon. There'll, there'll be a lot to celebrate, for sure. Definitely a lot to celebrate. And, and it's, it's, it's really good to see. Isn't that the first, first Jamaican champion in the UFC, yeah? Well, yes. I mean, you got Jamaican blooded um, Overeem. I mean, did he ever win? Yeah, the UFC? but but did Overeem have the flag? Did he have the flag no. underneath the sea? No, he didn't, mate. No, no Al Jermaine got the flag underneath the sea. Yes. He's got the second most wins in UFC bantamweight history. He, he's a he's a very very difficult fighter to come against. Yeah, he, you know, he, he's his ground game's quite he's quite unique in his style. Is not yeah. I, I, there's no one like him. None of the Dagestanis fight like that. None of the Russians. None of the Sambo fights. He, he's a very... He's, whoa, what am, I, what am I saying? He's a very yard man style. I'm your one style. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's just typical Jamaican developed his own. And what I make it very clear why this one was amazing. People don't realise Sterling's had some major neck and spinal problems. Mm, yes, he right? has. He has. He had to have um, some of his um, bones replaced. I believe in his vertebrae. And vertebrae and infused, whatever they did. These things aren't overnight things get back. I'm a testament to that. I'm still not recovered. So how this young man's recovered, and not just that, not just fighting an amateur level, fighting elite level and becoming world champion. And why I'm glad for him, right, then beating him moaning about his grandparents used to give him back in New York, right? I'm a Christian, all right? Start moaning about your grandmother and grandfather. They give you some beating for a reason, right? Uh, and and, and he, he's come out of, 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 of all of that and he's now world champion. He's going to earn some good money, and, and he's going to finish his, his him and his girlfriend a doctor. What they're going to do, and have his own gym. And he wants to have a gym in Jamaica. And I salute you, my brother. I hope you can have some more defenses and make some decent money. You did a fantastic job. Mm, I agree, man. It was it was a beautiful job, beautiful strategy, beautiful heart, and and he was up against a Russian monster, full stop. And he done well. He nullified him, and that's what he said he was going to do. Speaking of to uh, about nullification, let's let's talk about some brutality. This is this is one of the reasons. What I'm about to say and what we're going to talk about is one of the reasons why, you know, welcome to the stab jab episode eight, Alexander. Volkanovsky versus oh. the Korean zombie. I mean, damn, damn, Alexander Vol Volkanovsky, he's a champion, featherweight champion. He's second longest active UFC win streak with 10. He's got a, a massive high strike rate. He's against the Korean zombie who's number four. He's got the third most finishes in the UFC featherweight history. He's got the third most performance awards in UFC history as well. So that means he gets paid, he gets his bonuses. And it looked like completely different levels. I mean, the, the strikes from Volkanovsky was almost sickening. That that jab, he, he's almost like he was just trying to, it's like he was, it was like he was a, a very slim lady with a very large fat husband and he was just feeding him and feeding him and feeding him and feeding him and he just didn't stop he was just constantly ramming his knuckles in his face in his mouth and he just busted him up with speed accuracy precision and brutality oh mate they That's everyone was happy the rest title fights yeah i like anyone to go back in the archives and, and, and you know wish to not on about wars uh, I'm on about someone breaking down. Remember this, a world title fight, right? So that person you're fighting, who's done their, the person you're fighting in front of you, have done their, their hard graft to get there. So they're credible, right? That's number one. Number two, they're meant to be 
not much in it, right? No, that as you said, that was mate, that was that was waves difference. Um, the display of the jab, you thought it was a boxing match. Mm. His movement and and counter movement and his oh, it was magic. He couldn't miss. He couldn't miss. And I have to say this, thank you to Herb Dean. I think he did a right thing by stopping that. Because the, zombie, sure did. The, the zombies are a zombie for a reason. That guy can take a baseball bat, an iron bar, and still stand up. He's quite scary because of those blows he got. Because he definitely felt them because he kept buckling all the time. But the tenacity and guts of that man to get up. And I'm glad that there was a UFC referee for, mate, you need to have a family. You need to um, have a life. I'm going to stop this for against it because... Alex was not missing all day. It was wonderful display of movement. And people need to start talking about pound for pound. He has to be in the mentioning. Mm, he, he really does. I agree. I agree. He's, he's, I can't see much people dealing with him, to be honest. And I see him going across the weight divisions as well. He's a beast. His boxing is really good. He's got a good um, a base as well. Like, man, this guy... That was the best I've ever seen him. And how the hell did he increase his speed? What the hell? How did how did this man get faster? That was the fastest I've ever seen him. And he he told people that he's gotten better. The speed was phenomenal. It just it's different level. He's only lost once, and that's like middleweight. There you go. I mean, the guy's gone. He's fought middleweight, lightweight, and featherweight. This he, guy's he, only lost once. Farmer, he he on the stats, yeah. Farmer, uh, Volkanovski dropped 152 shots on the frame, most particularly the face of the Korean zombie. Zombie only touched him 51 times. Wow. <sighs> that says it all, isn't it? That's not even sparring. No, that in a title fight, that's just so... The only person like we can all think in our heads who can deliver that uh, was, a great, was a great John Jones in his peak. Um, but that's that's the only personal. I maybe Anderson Silver, you know. Mm. But but Alex, he, he, he's told he said the division's boring now. There's no one in. I don't want to go around again. So he's looking to possibly go up the next weight. Yes, farmer. So um, where do you think he's gonna go from here? Oh um, well, he's he said that he's beat he beat um Max twice, the Ortega. He's beating everybody there, and. He's saying to the head of the guys, you go, we've got to start stepping up. Get me one number one contender, because otherwise I'm going to have to go up another, possibly look to go up another division. Um, that was a good fight with Ortega as well. Ortega almost had him in submissions twice, I believe, in that fight. But my God, isn't he tough? <sighs> and that, oh, but once he gets his hands get going, I mean, personally speaking, Holloway beat him in the second one. I don't care what you want to tell me. He knows that. Holloway, he beat Holloway in the first, fair one, but he, mm. I, I think Holloway beat him in the second one. That was a great... I, I agree, I agree. I think Holloway, I don't know why the judges give him that. And that's another stage, um, Coach T. Some of the scoring over the weekend was a little bit... Yeah, a little bit shaky because we haven't even gone to the, one of the other one, Burns against um, Kazmat. Kazmat Chumayev. My, that was a wonderful fight. God, oh, mate, that 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 was um, that's going to be one of those classic, classic, classics, isn't it? Like, yeah. And I and I thought the scoring there was, when you hear a unanimous decision, I don't know what fight they're watching. Ugh. I really don't. You know, um, I can see the, the argument for um, Jan and, and Sterling to a point, but I cannot see how they scored that unanimous. So. So for the viewers, sorry to cut you there, just for the viewers to, to be on track with what we're talking about, we're still with USC 273, and, and this, was, um, this wasn't this was a co-main event or anything like that. This was um, Kazmet Chemaev, up-and-coming, shining, brutal monster, versus Kilbert Burns, um, not Kilbert, <laughs> Kilbert, that's a good little nickname though, Gilbert Burns, who was a tried and tested monster. I mean, he had a great fight against Usman as well, which is another... Um, uh, beautiful master of the stab jab Usman, he, he's got it to a key so I, I just want the, the people to know this, yeah, Chmaev he's not even ranked in the top 10 he's not even ranked in the top 10 well, technically he's number 11 he's fighting Gilbert Burns 
who's ranked number two. Chimaev is undefeated with 10 and 0. He, he's outstruck UFC opponents 254 to 2. Like that's I don't think that's I think that's unheard of to outstruck someone 254 like strikes and the person only threw two. That's like a that's like a bully in a schoolyard beatdown, isn't it? Like plus the guy that he was beating down had people holding him down. And you've got Gilbert Burns, 10 first round finishes. He's finished 14 out of his 20 wins, six knockout, eight submissions. So so both of these guys are no joke. And and number two, number two didn't have to take a fight with number eleven. I just want people to know that. What did you think of the fight, Farmer? Oh, I mean, the, the, the beginning, middle, and the end. The beginning, I was nervous because um, I so want Gilbert to win, but I do like, as my child, I can't say, I was pronounced now, I'm terrible for names. Chemaev, Chemaev, yeah. I'm really, I'm really interested to see what the hype is. And he talks well. He's very matter of fact. I'm gonna smash you easy, and I think he's deep down he's a nice guy. Actually, I think mm. he's a really nice person, and he don't really fully mean it, but he believes in himself to win. And that first round, sure, the back and forth. Uh, the second round, Gilbert definitely won that. He came back at him, and the last round was just just bite down. But, but if they come against a Kobe Covington. And uh, Usman, I think the two will struggle again. The reason being, yes, these two guys can take anyone out in the first two rounds. But when it comes to the championship rounds, as the great John Jones says, it's about two or three, it's five rounds. Usman will be, Usman takes some beating. Mm. I don't see, because they were both exhausted, especially um, Asma was exhausted. He realized what elite fighting is because he just thought it was just picking up people and smashing them. He could already speak at the end of that. I'll be intrigued now, really intrigued to see how he comes back mentally, right? And when someone similar stature puts on him, can he with can he withhold the pressure? Because I think Kobe, Kobe of Covington can do that. Kobe can do that to him. I really do. And Usman, we know what he can do. Um, his strike has got so much better. Uh, so, but yeah, that was a wake up call for the hype train and. Gilbert Burns made a, did really, really well, but I believe they both lack a little bit of stamina. I could be wrong. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're right because they were they were blowing hard and they were swinging hard, and I, I don't know. Um, I, I've heard that Chimaev, it, it's um, it's it's not an issue, but it's um, it's a challenge to keep him calm before the fight. Like he really, really gets hyped 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 because he's he's a nut nut i can t i know a nut nut when i see a nut nut yeah. he he's a nut nut he really enjoys this is a warrior that really likes pain like he's got that relationship with it and he really likes it to be in there and he may have had an adrenaline dump or he may I, i'm i'm not 100 sure but i i find it interesting that the, the team that around him says that they do the main thing is like keeping him calm <laughs> as he's warming up because he'll go he goes all out because he's so hyped up and yeah, maybe that's a lot of energy that he's wasting. So therefore, to that, that fight the weekend, that's experience. He needs to lock that away and think mm, the the top boys are tough. It's not smash and grab what I thought it was going to be because if you if you came from Mars and saw the two um, practitioners come out, you think um, you'd have thought Gilbert won that. You think so? Yeah, but if, if if you didn't see the fight and saw the two individuals come out of the ring, you'd have thought Gilbert would have won that because okay, yeah, I get what you mean. And, 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 and the mess of Shamzak, you know, it was yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Great, great fight. And <clears throat> I, I can watch that again. I really enjoyed it. It was, in fact, it was a wonderful card. It was. It, it was. was, it, was it, it was good fights. And, and do you know what you said there? Against with regards to Kobe Covington, I would love to see Chamaya versus Kobe because Kobe is a very, very good striker. He's got some beautiful angles, decent pop in his punches, and he's also a collegiate top level wrestler. And he's got gas. Yeah, I would love to see that fight. I think that's a really good matchup, you know. I but really do. Kobe's got to have that as a main, either a main event or a co. Three rounds as a sprint is too dangerous. If he's going to take on um, Chimaev, yeah, uh, 
you do it over the five rounds. Make sure I think and take him into deep waters. Yes. Because he's not, he, he struggled on the third. Colby would deal with him four and five just to see where he's at because he could barely talk at the end of that fight. He said he was exhausted and he was lovely. Don't get me wrong, they at the back of the um, stage. I, they they greet each other and they were very civil, which I like because they put on two great, great, and they both won 50 grand, which I was. It was nice what Dana White, you know, they both had it. They both they, they put their lives on the line, and that was blatant for everyone to see. You know, I wish it was a 1.5 million they had, but still, it was nice to have something out of, the, out of that sponge rat, you know. So, um, <laughs> it, yeah, it was good. Yeah, the card was good. Um, Alex is showing the world that he has to be talked about in the top two or three now. He has to be. It is performance level. I think it's 21 fights unbeaten, you know? Wow. Uh, he, and, and he's not fought no knobheads, has he? Zombie, nope. Ortega, Max, oh, come on, man, he's fought some beast. And, and, he, and, and he's, he's, he's won. So I love it. I love to see him come up to lightweight to test himself. And I like to see, um, I like to see um, Sterling go up as well. Mm. I in fact, I, I would love Sterling to think, give it a go and, do what Israel did and take on, take on Alex. That'd be good for his pocket. Mm. Yeah, that, that would be, that would be. And and like as we go to wrap things up, I would like to talk about the next UFC. When I say the next one, the next main, main event, like UFC 274. UFC 274, that's on the 7th of May. Um, main event is Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. I think, I think that's going to be brutal. Fink has no way. He's got one way, mate. <laughs> Come on, man. Oliveira's going to have to defend his draw, mate. <laughs> mate, that's going to be one thing about my man I love. He goes out on his sword. He goes out on his sword. Mm. You know, Oliveira's got to be on his game, mate. If he ain't, he's going to sleep. Because he does traditionally doesn't start very well. Mm, yeah, he, you're right. If, if he's not he, he is. Gaethje's kicks are arguably his second best in the game, you know, and his wrestling is just top level, but he's just out and out. He's a, oh, he scares me. I don't, I know there's better fighters than him, but if I was going on a street fight, I, I would say, give me anyone else. He's just got this, he's got the art of the head, knees. He's just got everything coming at you. There ain't no yeah. rest fight with him, mate. You, you couldn't street fight with him on the same level. You, you know what? Personally, I'd, I'd have to like, try to bite his spleen off or something like that. Or, you know? No, just... no, no. I go to I go to the I go to the east side of Kingston and get my glut nine, mate. <laughs> I can't, can't fight man like that. Like... You have to be world conditioned. Just to take... <laughs> Those people are not made from this, as you say, normal cloth. He is one of the very few fighters on the planet. You leave him alone. He's like a, um, he reminds me of a, an animal we have in, a, in, in North America called the wolverine. A mm. bear, a bear leaves it alone. That's it. That's it. A bear can beat it, but the bear says, I want, he's going to beat, I'm going to beat him, but he's going to take an eye off me. I can't, I need my eyes. There you go. That's true. And then you've got um, also on that same card, I haven't seen him for a hot minute, you know, and I really, I really warm to her technicality. I think she's brilliant. Rose Namanunes versus Carla Esperanza. I love Rose. I love her zaniness, her centricity, her, her spiritualism, her earthiness. And she, the, she's a silent, dangerous, earthy assassin. Super she, technical, isn't she? She's just out with brilliant those, to watch. Oh, she's magic. Magic. That'd be a good fight. That'd be a good mm -hmm. fight. And here, the last one, though. This is the last one. Lightweight. In the lightweight, this this could have been like this. This could have been on its own, to be honest. Michael Chandler versus Tony Nut Nut Ferguson. Oh, if Chandler don't get him out, I mean, we Nut Nut Ferguson has taken a demise of late, but you don't know, as you said, Nut Nut Ferguson is sad because he got destroyed by Gaethje. And if Chandler, I think Chandler Percy is going to try to take him out early. He wants to make a statement. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd, if I was betting, I'd bet on Michael Chandler. But you can't. Yeah. You have to turn up against Tony. If you don't turn up against Tony, it's mm, it's not going to be good. You have to turn up. Yeah, 
And I'm sorry, people, before we go, I are very dismissive of me. I did mention uh, um, Alderman Stern is Jamaican. I did mention Dylan White. What I didn't, person I didn't mention, was the great Errol Spence. Here we are, another one's going to live. Yes, that's, yes, you're absolutely right. This coming this Saturday, and I'm sorry, I forgot I mentioned it, didn't mention I'm, it. I'm glad you've, you've mentioned that now, because I've, I've forgotten about that as well. And that's a big fight, man. That's, that's a big fight. Definitely. Yeah. And he's one of my boys, mate. I love Errol Spence. So, you know, hopefully in the next coming weeks, Jamaica will have four world time, two in the UFC and two in boxing. Mm. I don't want to hear any Eastern European, no disrespect to Eastern European, by the way, the Russians, Ukrainians, Americans, the island of 3.1 million, we produce killers. We do, we do. And let me let the young people know before you go into it. Rico, let me let the people know. April 16th, 2022, AT&T Stadium, Arlington, United States. I believe that's Spencer's backyard. Check it out, guys.